Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We've got dominant pitching performances and big-name players returning from injury. All that and more next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. I'm Scott White, hosting today, and I'm joined by Chris Towers. Let's start out with a couple of dominant pitching performances from pitchers who weren't must-roster all that long ago. One of them is Christian Javier against the Angels on Friday. He struck out 14, allowed just one hit. And this was after striking out 13 and allowing no hits in his previous start. He also had 23 swinging strikes Friday. That's Christian Javier. Also Spencer Strider at the Reds. He allowed one hit over six innings, struck out 11, 24 whiffs on 93 pitches. Most impressively for him, his fastball peaked at 102.4 miles per hour. That's the fastest we've seen it for Strider. Chris, which of these two outings was the most impressive for you, Javier and Strider, and which pitcher would you want the most in fantasy? I mean, you're underselling Strider. It wasn't just the fastest pitch we've seen from Spencer Strider. As far as I know, that 102.4 mile per hour fastball was the hardest pitch thrown by a starter in the StatCast or PitchFX era, so going back to like the mid-2000s. And I'm going to go ahead and say there weren't that many fastballs thrown harder before that, so... That was pretty impressive. He is an incredibly impressive pitcher. Four out of five starts. He's been very good uh, lately. The only thing is, you know, his he hasn't gone super deep into games all that often. You know, he he had one start where he's gone over 100 pitches, but for the most part, he's been in the low 90s. So I think, you know, there's a limited upside for Spencer Strider, at least in terms of how deep he's going to go into games. I think he's going to be awesome when he does pitch, though. So... He's a you know top 40 starter with more upside beyond that. And, and Javier's right there with him. I mean, the last two starts for Javier have been two of the, I mean, one of the best two start stretches I can remember, 27 strikeouts, one hit allowed. Um, it's hard to be much better than that. I, I don't think he's, you know, all of a sudden an ace, but I do think he's an absolute must-start pitcher at this point. The fastball, he's doing a, an incredible job locating it up in the zone. The slider's been very good for him as well, so... I'm happy with both of these guys on my roster. I think they're both must-star players, but I think Javier was probably just a tad more impressive. Yeah, and we also have confirmation with Jake Odorizzi coming back from injury that he'll be used as a sixth starter. So I don't know how much risk Javier was in of, of losing his spot after the way he's been lately, but that that confirms it. Okay, we got a couple of bad pitching performances to highlight from the weekend too. Tarek Skubal allowed five earned runs in four and two-thirds innings against the Royals on Friday, three walks versus one strikeout. Five bad starts in a row this makes for, for Scooble. A nine ERA during that stretch. Uh, walks have been bad. He's given up more home runs lately. You also have McKenzie Gore, who allowed only one run in five and two-thirds innings at the Dodgers over the weekend, but four walks versus three strikeouts. That continues a bad trend for him. 15 walks versus 11 strikeouts in his last four starts, and the velocity has been down during that stretch as well. Which of these two, Chris, Scooble and Gore, is more concerning? 
Uh, I, I would say Scooble just because we had the stretch last season where he was just getting hit so hard. I mean, had arguably the worst quality of contact metrics of any pitcher in baseball, and, and he had turned that around to start this season. The control was really good. The results on, of quality and contact were actually pretty good for Tarek Scooble, which is a big turnaround. That's really gone away over the past five starts. The fastball is getting crazy. Rushed uh, expected Woba since the start of June over 400 with that fastball. And I just, I think unless he's going to have really pinpoint control, it's going to be really hard for him with how hard he gets hit. So Scooball, I'm pretty concerned about Gore. I just think he's still figuring out how to pitch, you know, in, in the, in the sense that he kind of only really has the fastball right now, the, the slider and curve. Well, he's still trying to figure out which one he can use consistently as a weapon. He doesn't get a lot of chases with those pitches. So I think he's just still trying to figure things out. But Gore's so talented that I don't want to give up on him. I don't want to give up on either of these guys, but yeah, uh, neither is in my top 40 anymore. Not quite not quite point of the drop to the point of dropping them yet, but I, I think Gore's maybe a little more concerning because you know, when he had mm-hmm. so many mechanical issues in the minors last year, we saw the velocity go down we saw him lose control and that seems to be what's happening here during this four start stretch as well okay how about a hitter from the weekend Isak Paredes we've been skeptical of him but he hasn't cooled off yet he homered in both games of a doubleheader Saturday another two hit Sunday where where do you stand on Isak Paredes yeah he's got a 209 Babbitt so far this season and the expected stats via Statcast actually say he's been lucky to have a 252 batting average so That tells you about the quality of contact. He's someone who is basically just, I mean, even though he doesn't strike out very much because he's hitting so many balls in the air to the pull side, he's basically home run or bust right now. And I think he can be a decent home run hitter moving forward, but I I just think the rest of his game is is limited enough that Paredes is just a, uh, you know, middle or corner infielder for me. Couple news items before we go here. Jacob Degrom began a rehab assignment. It was a Class A Sunday, but he looked awesome. Struck out five of the six batters he faced. Seven pitches clocked 100 miles per hour or better. So hopefully we're going to see Degrom back before too long. And Aroldis Chapman returned for the Yankees, uh, but was used in the seventh inning of his first game back over the weekend and did not look good. Allowed two earned runs, issued three walks. Clay Holmes got the save in Game Two of that doubleheader. And uh, it, it doesn't sound like Chapman's out of the closer role for good, but at least for right now, Holmes continues to handle the role for the Yankees. For more, check out the full-length Fantasy Baseball Today podcast wherever podcasts are found. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.